Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hello, J-Rod Concerts family. How is everybody doing? This is your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hope everyone is having a great end of summer, early fall. And guys, as you know, this year we've uh, crisscrossed the country, checked out some special music festivals, and uh, just put a spotlight on um, places and venues that you as music aficionados should put on your radar to visit soon. And we just came back, guys, from what may be our favorite yet. A really, really unique music festival, guys. Uh, The name is Bristol Rhythm and Roots. It's a music festival that takes place in Bristol, Tennessee, slash Virginia, on the border there of the state line. And uh, it's it's very special for many reasons. Uh, First of all, it's the place of the Bristol Sessions. Uh, The Bristol Sessions were a series of recording sessions held in 1927 where basically country music was born. So that's why they call this place the birthplace of country music because that's really where country music was born. So tons of of history there, Jimmy Rogers, Carter family, you name it. And that creates a really spectacular music festival, guys. Really, the talent that goes there is is incredible. It's incredible. There's stages all over the downtown of the city. So you kind of crisscross from one to the other. There's good music all day. And uh, the organizers are first class. So definitely a big shout out to Charlene Baker and Daniel Dror for just how the way they welcomed us and had a first class festival. And yeah, guys, today's episode, we're going to talk to, uh, first of all, Sierra Farrell, one of the brightest shining stars in music today. We've seen her perform quite a few times. She's a friend of our show. So we sat down with her at the top of the Bristol Hotel and talked about music, talked about the festival. And we also talked to 49 Winchester, uh, specifically Isaac Gibson um, and Chase Chafin. And 49 Winchester, guys, is a band that if you guys don't know them, you should. It's rock, it's Appalachian soul, it's indie, it's country, it's everything. And everybody loves these guys. So check them out. And we also talked to Charlene Baker, of course, from the festival, uh, who uh, walks us through the history and what makes the festival so special. So, guys, all I can say is, uh, you know, thank you to all everyone in Bristol. Uh, Guys, check this out on your on your music fan radar, Bristol Rhythm and Roots. You can check out information about next year's edition at birthplaceofcountrymusic.org. And without further ado, this is a special festival episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Sierra Farrell. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Doing great. So we are sitting in a beautiful day, a beautiful afternoon here in Bristol, Tennessee, or Bristol, Virginia. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, you rocked the stage yesterday. You're going to rock it again tonight and tomorrow, right? Well, we're just playing tonight. This is the last one. Yeah, so how how did it feel last night? It felt amazing. Yeah. And the sound was pretty good, and the people were awesome. It was. It was wonderful. Yeah, loved your fashion too. Thank that you. Little, that little jacket, you had a little jacket. Oh yeah, like, my friend's jacket super, with the with the spikes. Super rock stars. <laughs> yeah. I digged it. You know what I loved? 
uh, in the sound check, I was kind of like, people were waiting for the show to start. And you started doing like covers of like Nelly. You started doing a bunch of like covers, like to your style, to your, to your wonderful style. It got me thinking like, Sierra Farrell, like when is your, your pop covers album coming out? I really, um, you know, I've been, I've been recently um, working with this guy named Philly and he's really amazing. He does like, you know, hip hop and um, just like that style of music. And um, I think he might be opening the door for me to just kind of so, try to start getting into that sort of session. And to just I think kind of so, man. Try to start getting into that sort of session. Yeah, I think you can do like so much, Sierra. That's awesome. And oh my God, so many directions I can go with you. But like, you know, let, let, let me let me ask you about this. Let me ask you about um, 2021. You as a person, because enough has been said about your album, which is out now, and it's like. Everyone loves it, critically acclaimed. People can find enough reviews about it. It's all five stars. People love it. But let me ask you about uh, you as a person. How is Sierra Farrell in 2021, in September, different from Sierra Farrell 2019? Well, what have you um, said? What do you no longer carry with you spiritually? Well, I will say that it did open my eyes to kind of do a lot of inner work on myself because, mm -hmm. you know, before the big pandemic hit at the beginning, it was. Well, I was just in the mindset of I'm going to be on tour, I'm going to be busy, I'm going to be doing stuff, and I was ready for that. Yeah. And then whenever everything was canceled and I had to just stay at home all the time, I really just had to focus on my mental health and uh, deal with my demons because I'm just home. Sure. And I didn't have anything to do, so, um, you know, I had to deal with my anxiety, my depression, and, uh, and, you know, I've been hanging out with someone who's, like, helped me find my journey and path of yeah. like healing and being you know getting therapy and uh, getting in touch with shamanic sort of people because you know life is wild and I, you know, I go through some weird things which I know I'm not alone but it's um, it's like s some stuff in situations that people don't want to talk about sure. because sure. they're just like you know a lot of people aren't in touch with the spirituality of things. Um, People are afraid to embrace your garbage. Yeah, right? yeah, and to and to embrace like some of the weird stuff that goes on in life that we can't explain. Right. Yeah. You gotta embrace your garbage to yeah. like to grow. Past trauma, past life trauma or that something whole thing. like I hear carried you. over. I hear you. And you know, can I tell you I've been in Nashville ten months. And every time I saw I see you since I met you at, at Acme that, that that one night. Um, I think it was at Acme. Yeah. Uh, was I playing with Charlie or? Maybe Jamie Wyatt was playing. Jamie Wyatt and, was playing. And my pal and Adam Chaffins, yeah. My She's pal Adam Chaffins was playing with her. But yeah, you and you were like dancing. And But can I just say that like, I'm very in tune with people's energies and I can't believe I'm saying this on the mic, but whatever. But your energy is so clean and beautiful and colorful. Uh, that's wow, Sierra. thank you so much. No, 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 really. It, like, uh, so whatever work you did or whatever, like it, it clearly worked. Because, uh, you know, you say the name Sierra Farrell anywhere in Nashville and people smile. You know, Aww. yeah, and, and that's 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 cool. That's cool. Uh, okay, so let's talk about your tour. You are about to start a pretty ambitious tour across North America to support your amazing album. Uh, what? How are you feeling about that with with everything going on? Well, looking at the schedule in my GCAL, it makes me sigh a little bit because I know I just know how it is on the road. It's it's pretty unpredictable. It's hard to find healthy food, you know, and um, you just gotta be careful not to run your batteries dead because it's definitely something e easily done if you're not careful, you know, like making sure you're drinking water, trying to eat healthy and um, not drink too much or yeah. 
stay away from the party drugs. You know, it's, um, as I'm getting older, it's definitely getting easier, and I find myself being more of a night out. I'm, I mean, like a night out alone, like where I want to go. I'm like, you know, I don't really feel like hanging out. I want to, right. but like my body is like already telling listen me I'm pretty tired. Yeah, 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 yeah listen yeah, yeah. to your body. That's I definitely want to send that message across to people. <laughs> we have limits. It's so funny because like when, when you played, I think it was like a basement, and you're like, all right, everybody, don't forget to drink your water. Yeah. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh my god, you're right, water. And then it's like, and your whiskey. <laughs> and, and people were like, oh yeah, and the whiskey. So it was just too funny. Yeah, it was great. It was great, uh, Sierra. Well, listen, you've been so good with your time. Um, thank you for coming. You know, let, let me ask you this. Um, what surprises are we expecting for, for, to, for tonight's show? Are you, are, are you planning anything special? Well, you know, I just want to make people feel things. That's really what I want. Yeah. I, I, love, I love trying to push that sort of essence of feeling onto people and you know, I, there's been a few people that stopped me here today and you're like, you know, you, you make me cry when I listen to your music. You made me cry last night. And I, I feel like that's kind of therape therapeutic in a way because, yeah. you know, we need to release our emotions. And a lot of times we just like, we don't think that think about it and we end up pushing our emotions to the back and we don't like, like, well, I'll deal with this later. Yeah. And then like, you just like, it keeps building up and building up and then you explode. And you know, like, I feel like I give some sort of relief in some people to like, where they can deal with it at that moment. And then it's like, it's kind of like a sweet release, you know? Yeah. 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 Let me leave you with this, your band. It includes Joshua Rico and it, just a great, 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 great band. You guys have great camaraderie. And I feel that. And I know it's like kind of like a new band for you. How's that going? Like, like are, are they on your cues? Like, how's that? the chemistry's there? I mean, we, we have a great time. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have our, our problems like any other band. And it's, it's, it is tough having a band sometimes because you need to think about everyone else's comfortable level and like, are they happy? Like, what can I do? How do you deal to keep with that, Sierra? Like, it's hard. Like when you're in a band, and, and, and I mean this, I'm not a touring musician, but I can imagine if you're in a band and someone is having a shit day, man, maybe they have a headache, maybe they something's going on with their personal life. Like, how, how, how do you guys work through that? Um, well, we definitely are learning that, you know, we need space because we're, we're mm -hmm. pretty much in a van constantly for, you know, for however long, four of us. Yeah. Or like, you know, we're... We're flying, you know, so like we try to kind of stay together, but also remember that we need our personal space. And it can be hard sometimes because like when you're out there, you're like, these are my people, I need to stay with them. But then like sometimes it's hard to have that group mentality whenever someone's not constantly leading. Yeah. And but then also like it just gets to the point to where nobody wants to be led and they want to do their own thing. Sure. So it's just like finding the balance of just trying to be a leader and also trying to remember to give them space. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Good, well, Sierra Farrell, you have said it all. Thank you so much for, for your time. Uh, we are really excited, you know, with everything that's going on with you. Your album's phenomenal, and I think it's gonna have legs for a long time. You know, and we're thrilled to be around, around you in Nashville, around your energy. You can feel it in the air, so thank you thank so you. much, Sierra.
absolutely, uh-huh. guys. Man, and, and what a year it's been for you guys. I mean, the first time, let me, let me tell you guys this, like a lot of people that we respect and tastemakers in Nashville, they said, Jamie, Third and Linsley, June, Waylon Jennings' birthday, there's only one place you gotta be, man. Third and Linsley, and I was like, who's playing? 49 Winchester. Dudes, I gotta tell you, the place was, the energy is like the best energy that's been in that place since, since like 2019. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, man, and then, you know, we had the chance to see you guys at Floyd Fest, and we had the chance to guys see you uh, rock out in a bunch of places, and man, you guys are kicking butt. So first of all, congratulations, guys. And you guys used to come to this festival as, as like younger, right? Oh, like yeah, as fans? Yeah. yeah, I've been coming since I was just little. You know. Is that a, is that like a little bit of a mind fuck, you know, to be it able to sure. like be on the stage? We actually People just can't have one 49 Winchester dip. It's like Floyd. It's like every, like three times, and yeah. you guys won the award for up and comers. So next year, you guys are gonna rock and roll. And it's just the beginning, man. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let me ask you about this, guys. Uh, you, you just mentioned like the sound, the sound of your band, like come from all different types of genres. You've been called like you know Appalachian soul, all kinds of stuff. Isn't that like a great thing? I feel like in your next album, you could almost come out with like a hard metal album. No one would blink an eye. We could. Yeah. It's like if you like good music, you're gonna. That, that happens to everybody. You're right, man. And uh, Isaac, let me ask you. You're being so good with your time, and I know you gotta hit some hit, hit some more stages and more fans. Your songwriting, man, it's just amazing, dude. And like, you know, the album three you released about around this time last year, basically. And it's it's still creeping in. The more listens you get, it's like the better. It's like one of those like Caddyshack or those movies that repeated yeah. listens you find new stuff. Yeah. Um, just tell me about the songwriting element of it. And and what I mean, Isaac, is. You create this character so vividly. It's like, what is your process like? Because, you know, are you very academic, like Nashville style, where it's like, okay, guys, we're locking ourselves in nine to five, very disciplined, or man, or, or can you be walking to the stage and get them? It's, it's-
Love it. Isaac, let me ask you about um, the chemistry that you guys have on stage. It's, it's a brotherhood. It's, you know, you see it not frequently in, in live bands. It's uh, the, the way you guys have communicated. It's like you guys know when things are happening, the body chemistry. Uh, just talk to us about like the brotherhood, like not the musical element, just like the, the fraternal part of, of your band. That's good. Listen, guys, you've said it all. I know you guys have a packed schedule, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to do this hopefully later down the road with like a formal episode. We'll get into yeah, the nitty gritty, man. But, dude, congratulations on absolutely everything, and thank you for sharing your energy yeah. with the world and with the crowds and with your fans and with us, music, Gonzos, and all that stuff. So, thank you, guys. Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. Yes, I'm the communication manager for the Birthplace of Country Music. Okay. And the Birthplace of Country Music is the parent nonprofit of the Birthplace of Country Music Museum, mm -hmm. which is an affiliate of the Smithsonian Institution. I love it. And Bristol Rhythm and Roots Reunion Music Festival and WBCM Radio Bristol, which broadcasts from an exhibit inside the museum. Amazing. So Charlene, I have to tell you, I mean, my background is like top 40 radio, so I'm still relatively new to this bluegrass, Appalachian country, yeah. beautiful area of the country, of the world. Yeah. Um, and coming here to Bristol Rhythm and Roots Festival in beautiful Virginia and Tennessee, Bristol, it's been, a, it's, it's been a, a, such an interesting discovery to see this festival. Mm -hmm. um, is, is this where you're from? I'm from Bristol originally. You know, my, my dad was a studio musician for a long time. Um, you know, my granddad, they all just sort of played music. There's a real history in this area of, you know, just that tradition of sitting on your porch and passing on music to your family. And, you know, if the kids want to talk to the grandparents, they used to play an instrument so that they could spend time with them because that was just a thing. That's sure. how they communicated a lot of times. Um, so that's a tradition that's sort of engraved here. And, you know, the history of Bristol, you know, Nashville is definitely the capital of country music. The industry's there, like without question, the Grand Ole Opry, WSM Radio, all of the, those things were happening before the 1927 Bristol Sessions. Mm -hmm. But when the Bristol Sessions came out, it was sort of like the first time people heard like the Beatles or Elvis, just in the fact that it brought country music to the mainstream. Most people had not heard that, you know, Appalachian, they called it hillbilly music back then. Yeah. And it really just took off. And of course, those recordings um, 
they included the first recordings of the Carter family, mm -hmm. which is the first family of country music, yep. and it, it included the first recording of Jimmy Rogers, who's the father of country music. Right. And I think when you go back and listen to the 1927 sessions now, you can clearly hear why those two people or those two acts stood out. Mm. You can clearly hear how, you know, that music of that time, even though it may, the original sessions may sound, you know, not like we listen to on pop radio as polished or whatever, but all of the themes that they talked about, you know, between, you know, love and uh, murder ballads, <laughs> like all of those themes of like just the human condition that we still write music about, that we still listen to today, are there. And, you know, the sessions weren't just important because they included those artists and brought music into the mainstream, country music into the mainstream. They were important because of, you know, the sound technology used to record them. Yeah. And when Ralph Peer came to Bristol for Victor Talking Machine Company, Actually, a man named um, Ernest Pop Stoneman, who was from here, he had had some success recording with him in the past. Um, Pop urged him to come to Bristol. He's like, if you want to collect this kind of music, you need to come to Bristol. And so without Pop, it may not have happened, but... I love that. Yeah, um, you know, Ralph was a very good, a very smart marketer also. Um, but, you know, the technology, he told the, co the company, he said... You know, I, I won't take any payment. You just need to get me a recording machine so that I can go and do this. And he set up a system to where he would get royalty or basically um, the, the rights to the music so that he could make money on the back end. And then in turn, invented sort of the royalty system to the artists so that sure. they could get residual payments. Sure. So that act in itself was based the basis for the country music industry and how artists get paid today wow. so he's very cool. smart and he ended up you know the bristol sessions were very successful for him um he went on to do music in latin america and mm -hmm. now pure music international is the largest independently owned um publishing company in the world they have third over almost 40 offices all over the world and and all different kinds of music. So cool. They hold the rights to Beyonce and Katy Perry and you know pop music, but they also have a lot of um, you know, rights to music in Latin America and, and just all over the world. So you know, and Ralph Pierce's son actually comes to Bristol when we do anniversaries and things. We invite the descendants of the Carter, not just the Carter family, but all of the descendants of the players of the sessions to come and um, be part of those anniversary celebrations. And Ralph's son will come, he's still the CEO of Peer Music, and he collects their stories, he takes pictures with them, like he's so, so cool. um, I think he understands that without the Bristol Sessions, he may not be where he is. Sure. It's very respectful of the history. Um, and that's why we have this festival. That's why we have Bristol Rhythm and Roots Reunion. It started as just a celebration of that music, but a lot of people didn't understand that history. Yeah. Um, 
but and I digress. I got to get back to the point with, you know, and also the technology used at the time was so secretive that when he set up the, the makeshift recording studio with in this warehouse with quilts around it so nobody could see it was a trade secret. There aren't photographs of it. We don't have models of it in our museum. Um, I don't know if they exist. We've looked, we've tried, but that it was that technology and it was the first time people recording into a, the Western electric microphone. That's amazing. One of the first times. So like, you know, there were a lot of things that played into the success of those records. But, you know, when you go to our museum, we have a, an exhibit where you can hear different generations singing, um, you know, a song that was on the sessions and like see their versions of it, you know, like the birds or, um, you know, I can take you just a couple of steps from, you know, the Bristol sessions to Nirvana even. So cool. So it just shows you just how influential and how impactful that music is even today on the music of today. We have artists who come to our festival who have, you know, just reverence for that history and they want to be part of it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. Yeah. It's a really, um, it's a special place. And, you know, we're the BCM, the birthplace of country music is sort of the caretakers of that history. Yeah. Oh my God. Unbelievable. People really need to come check it out. Let me ask you this, Charlene, (laughs) this festival, it's very special because you have the major, major acts in the world. Mm -hmm. But it feels like, like you just have them to yourself. It's so <laughs> intimate. It's like yeah. you're in the middle of this beautiful town, which is right in the in, in, in between two states, mm-hmm. and the stages are intimate. The people are respectful. There's history everywhere. How have you kept um, that feeling of intimacy, that homey, with such talent for this amazing festival? You know, I mean, we started as a community event and, you know, I don't know, we always had aspirations that we would be able to have larger headliners and things like that. But when you come to our downtown um, and, you know, it's an urban setting in a a small town, sort of that homey sort of atmosphere, that hometown atmosphere. And we've always been just a community event. All of our sponsors and things like that, they're local sponsors. We don't have big national sponsorships. So it doesn't change the experience Mm. to feel like a corporate experience. Right. You know, our volunteers in our shop owners in our downtown, like everyone has a role in this festival as far as welcoming people Mm -hmm. and making them feel at home and I really hope that's a quality that you know as we celebrate our 20th anniversary that we never lose Mm. because that ability I mean an artist has the ability to step off stage and go see another artist and mix with the crowd and not feel like they're Right. And that happens like Jim Lauderdale, you'll see him everywhere at our festival, you know, because it's it's a reunion for them, too. We say it's Bristol Rhythm and Reese reunion, but it's a reunion for the artists. Also, they play together, they collaborate. So I hope that's a quality that we never lose. I love that. I don't think we need to be bigger than our raisin. That's what we say. Well, you know, it's like you were raised a certain way. Oh. You know, you need to, you know, but don't be big. Don't get your, you I know, too big for your britches. Oh, but yeah, I hope that we never lose that quality because we want, I mean, one of the things 
that we want people to do is to be able to connect with the music of this region. And, mm. you know, we know that headliners are going to bring people from outside. Um, but when they're here, and even people of the community, you might walk by a stage of a local artist who's performing traditional music or even just a hybrid of, you know, pop and Appalachian music or whatever, and you really get drawn into new experiences music-wise. Yeah. And you know, we have, we're very loyal to our local musicians. We feature local and regional musicians right alongside those headliners, and they're every bit as talented. They just don't make as much money. <laughs> and because they have so much to contribute, and they're carrying on those musical traditions and pushing that forward um, in a way that, you know, that's how, that's, that's, we want like our Appalachian music to change and grow and evolve and it has and those are the people who are doing that here at home. Yeah. And we have, you know, a deep respect for that. You know, the end, we have music, recording studios, I think we have four downtown which is kind of unheard of in a bit, but yeah. they're busy all the time. <laughs> like, so cool. Yeah, so we have a huge, wonder, wonderful music scene of all kinds of music. Um, and it's not just traditional music, you know, it's pop music, it's, we have rap music here, we have heavy metal, like it's, we don't have it all at our Roots Festival, but it's, the it's scene here. is huge and it's great. Amazing, Charlene, you've said it all. I know you have so, so many things to do. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my God. Like, we need to have you on the show for just for like an hour to talk about all this stuff. But I just wanted to thank you for inviting us and everyone to come to the birthplace of country music. What, a, what an incredible festival. And people should really check this out. It's a very special one. I hope, I'm glad you said that. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're here. And I hope people will come and visit. Absolutely. It's, yeah. Thank you, Shalene. Thank you. You've been listening to J Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.